Hi there, my name is Chris. My name is Dave. And this is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV series, The Walking Dead. Ladies and gentlemen, hello. Thank you for joining us once again on the Talking Dead podcast. I'm excited to announce that this is episode number 40 for the 22nd of February 2011. It's number 40. We're officially over the hill. And as they say, I guess it's all downhill from here, which is kind of exciting. So uh, Dave is here filling in for Jason this week. He has other birthday related commitments. So we should say a big happy birthday to his wife, Jenny, it falls today, and he's uh, celebrating with her. But Dave, thank you for coming on. It's not your birthday, so you can be here. It is not my birthday, but <laughs> I wish to wish. I wish to wish. Does that make sense? I wish to wish Jenny a happy birthday. Also, wish to wish. Yeah, I wish, wish to, to wish, wish. Wish all Jason the time. Jason and Jenny celebrating a happy birthday. Uh, not the fortieth birthday. No, not her 40th birthday. Uh, nowhere nowhere close, really. Uh, but it's, 25. <laughs> that's right. She's turning 25 once again. Um, so he's off doing that. Dave is here. It's episode number 40. Jason's birthday, incidentally, is later this week, too. So uh, we can really? yeah, we can just give him a big happy birthday right now, too. Well, happy pre-birthday. <laughs> he might be turning 40. I don't know. He's, he's uh, no. you never know. <laughs> So on the program today, we have Walking Dead news. But before we get into that, Dave is here to talk about something uh, special that he's been working on. It is a little zombie webcomic called Stranger. And uh, Dave, why don't you introduce it and let everyone know what it is and what you're doing? I will introduce it. Uh, What to say about it, really? It's just a little project I've been working on, uh, and it just sort of stemmed out of one of those conversations that we always had about different zombie things. Wouldn't it be cool if? Wouldn't it be cool if we did this? Wouldn't it be cool if we did that? And I finally got around to thinking about it. I said, well, hey, I can draw okay. Why don't I just draw something? So I started, and that's where we are. So you just started sketching out stuff before you really even had a, a concept of what it was going to be or where it was going to go or anything like that, eh? Yeah, yeah. It just, well, I mean, it just stemmed from doing a whole bunch of sketches originally. Um, and then the two sort of passions just sort of met each other at a crossroads where zombies and drawing. So it only made sense, really, to sort of combine the two. Start drawing zombies. Why not? Um, mm-hmm. And the whole concept, as you've described it to me, is, you know... Zombie apocalypse, of course, and yes. there is a guy known as the Stranger, or maybe just Stranger, and he's traveling alone through this post-apocalyptic world. Um, where do you where do you go from there? The one uh, the one thing that I liken it to the most is uh, a little TV show called The Littlest Hobo, <laughs> which I don't know if you remember. This little German Shepherd, and each show he always. Uh, sort of ran into a different group and helped them solve their problems, and he moved on. And uh, I guess that's the the basic concept behind the comic. We have not yet established who the stranger is. Um, but he's just going to, I mean, the first, the first uh, issue is just sort of establishing the environment and the zombie apocalypse and sort of the rules of the universe. 
that he's in. And there are going to be some, you know, standards that I don't think you can veer away from too much uh, when it comes to the zombie apocalypse. But it'll also sort of show where things are. It, uh, I mean, it, the zombie apocalypse has just started. So all hell is breaking loose. And uh, we'll see... Who shows up? So we're not years into this thing. He hasn't been doing this for a long time. It's, he's just, nope. it's its sort of new to everybody still. That's cool. Everybody's fresh off the boat. Fresh off the zombie boat. Yeah. Um, and so you're only, you know, seven pages in, and you're releasing it a page at a time right now, which is kind of a cool way to do it, rather than putting it all together and then just putting it out there. Yeah, I mean, what's, what's important is for me is, is process and... We do have a, a Facebook page set up where we have as much as 20 people liking it. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, 20 people with almost no real publicity around it. But, 19 right? of them I don't sleep with. <laughs> but that one. But that one, she's really awesome. It's very important. Um, so, yeah, you can head over to the Facebook page. We don't have the requisite number of people to actually name it anything yet but hopefully we'll we'll get there over the course of time but that's not really the important part to me the important part is just sort of putting it out there and showing people the the process like i once i do a page then over the course of the week as i'm working on the new page i also uh post the support material on the facebook page so on reiner.com there's a stranger tab that you can click on to see the actual web comic but the facebook page uh, holds all the support material, all the preliminary sketches, uh, any sort of ideas that I had that I shot down. And you're going to see everything warts and all. If I did something that I didn't like, I'm going to put it up there too and maybe talk about why I didn't like it. That's that's but, a pretty cool idea. I'm just scrolling through the Facebook page right now. And I mean, I've looked at it before and I've seen yeah. uh, I've seen some of these earlier sketches Um but it's it, and it's cool. It's a cool way to see the the process of it evolving, right? Yeah, it's pretty neat. And the most recent thing you have up there is a color image. The first thing that I've seen in color. Yeah, and it's supposed to be the uh, the cover page, right? I'm trying to put together a cover, and I have a really good idea of what I want. So I mean, it's sort of it's certainly not done. I don't know if it'll ever be done, really. But it's where I like it right now. But of course, I'm going to go back into it and rework it and. <clears throat> come up with something that I'm really happy with. I like most of it, but it's just the figure in the foreground I'm not 100% satisfied with. So it's it's pretty awesome. I mean, I I I've been looking at it for a couple of days, but I just opened it right now and the first thing that struck me and, and take this, you know, however you will, but the first thing you struck me is that it looks like um Betty Draper <laughs> has has become a zombie and is joining the zombie herd there. <laughs> Who's Betty Draper? Oh, you don't watch Mad Men. That's no, Don, I don't. Oh, Don Draper's wife on Mad Men. That's oh. that that image, the color image of the of the cover, kind of makes me think uh, Mad Men if she was a zombie. Okay, <laughs> which I don't know. It's cool to me, but hey, since you don't watch Mad Men, that probably means nothing to you. <laughs> so that's okay. Yeah. So so it's it's fun. Um, how how long before the first issue is going to be complete? How many how many pages are going to be in the first first issue? Twenty two standard twenty two pages. All right for the first issue, and then, I mean, I'll I'll admit to you that the first issue really is one guy, 
and he's just trying to get the hell out of Dodge. The entire thing, uh, no dialogue, zero dialogue. That's another thing you may notice. Mm-hmm. Uh, because really, he's just running for his life. So what? What's he going to say? And yeah. the entire thing takes the place over the course of you know maybe half an hour. Cool. That is really cool. Just a good way to introduce him. Well, kind of introduce him, anyways. I mean, you don't yeah. really get to know him other than that he's trying to just get to safety for now. Right. Um, right. So. So he's going to you know just experience things that I think we would all sort of experience uh you know so far we have you know he's just running for his life he sees somebody that he thinks is going to help him and then she gets noshed on (laughs) so that sort of throws a damper on us throws some water on his party and uh his mood changes from you know desperation to hopefulness to uh upset to upset a little angry yeah, and that that last page that you've posted so far, uh, page number six, really depicts yeah. that pretty nicely. Yeah. Uh, so give us uh, give us a little tease on where this first issue is going to end up, if you can. Don't give it away, but you know, let us. What do you think? What can people hope for or expect coming up to the end of the twenty first twenty two pages? Well, by the end of it, we will have established uh, where he's going to end up. Uh, for the next story arc, which is going to involve a group of people. And I already know them, most of them, and I know the general direction where it's going to go, but it's it's going to mix things up a lot. Um, we're going to... I'm trying not to give, give too much away. We're really going to make this different as far as uh, protagonists go. Um, and one of the things I remember, I, I used to play this video game and uh, I tried it. It wasn't an amazing video game, but it was one of those video games where there's a lot of nods to mythology and other video games and other stories. And uh, as the hero of this, of this video game, <clears throat> you sort of stumbled upon this kid who claimed to be the one. And he's exactly like you, but he got noshed on by a bad guy. And so there's this whole pile of bones of people who claim to be the one. And I always thought, what a, it would be kind of cool to see, you know, something from the two perspective. I mean, what if you're not the number one guy? What if you're just somebody? <laughs> you're just somebody going along, you know, following the number one guy. You're not, you're not the hero of the story. You know, in all these all these uh, sort of zombie apocalypse stories, you're always following the heroes, the uh, the people who save the day. But what if, you know, what if The Walking Dead was told from Jim's perspective? Well, it would be a lot shorter a story, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, from that angle, it would be a different story, wouldn't it? Oh, totally, yeah. So you're not going for hero material necessarily with, uh, with no. Stranger, although it is going to... It is going to follow him in his his travels, I assume. Right. I mean, there's. But I'm hesitant I, to call him a protagonist, but you can't really call him anything else. Sure, I I know what you're getting at. He's going to be moving around, and you you do follow him from from situation to situation. But mm-hmm. when he encounters people, I mean, he's not the guy taking over 
the group and he's not the guy leading the group. He's the guy encountering no. a group that has a leader potentially and yep. how he interacts with them and then possibly moves on. So it's a really, really cool idea for a story and it gives you all kinds of freedom to to tell different kinds of stories within the within the, the world that you've created, you know? Yeah, yeah. Now I just got to learn how to write. Yeah, it, since there's not much dialogue in the first issue, um, you know, you're you're an awesome artist, of course, but you know, you, you're gonna need to write something at some point, and I'm sure you'll. Well, anybody it. who's ever read Reiner knows that I'm a shit writer. So, <laughs> well, hey, I'm sure you'll I'm sure you'll handle it, and so far it's coming along really really well. So, thank you. So come check it out. Yeah, everybody. By all means, check it out. Go to reiner.com. It's there. That's R-E-N-E-R-D.com. And of course, uh, you can click through to the Facebook page for it as well. Uh, I believe we need 100 people to like something on Facebook before you can get your vanity URL. So people, we only there's only 20 right now. I keep saying we. Yeah. I should say Dave only has 20 right now. <laughs> and... Uh, and so please go like it and let's let's get it up to, you know, facebook.com slash yes, stranger get or it something up. like that. Let's make that our catchphrase. Well, always good to get it up. So hmm. it's it's uh, pretty cool. And I also want to say that uh, all kinds of feedback I'm, I'm with this whole process and this whole 100% transparency of, of the project, um, all feedback I'd love. So, I mean, if you don't dig it, say so. Yeah, you, know, if you do say so. You know, yeah. if, if there's something you like or something in particular you didn't like, say so. Cool, cool. I mean, Facebook's a good forum for that because anyone can can post on the wall and comment and stuff like that. And yes. I'm sure, I'm sure you will be, uh, you know, in touch with everybody everybody that does post their thoughts or comments. So yes, I'm sure I'll be inundated with many singles of people. You know, hey, many singles. If we can get up to a hundred, we're at many tens of people. So, many tens. That is the first I step. High. <laughs> it's the first step. Again, like I said, I mean, the the numbers aren't important to me, and and getting out there is cool and everything. But what's important is that we sort of keep the process going. Yeah, right Let's on. Comes well, it it's awesome. But uh, so everyone, go Your there and check it awesome. out. Your face is awesome. Your faces, check it out. <sighs> All right. Okay. Well, on that note, let's move on to this week's uh, crop of Walking Dead news. Hooray! The first one um, is a big one, and it's something we talked about uh, a couple of weeks ago. But at that time, it was just a rumor. But now I can happily report that the Walking Dead video game has been officially announced and confirmed. Uh, here, I have all the details in front of me. It's being published by Telltale Games, or developed by Telltale Games, as we, uh, as we mentioned a couple of weeks ago. It's now slated for release on PC, Mac, iPad, and consoles, like the Xbox 360 and the PS3, apparently in the fourth quarter of 2011. Huh. Uh, so it's coming up relatively quickly, even though, you know, not, uh, even though it's just announced now. You think that would be in tune with the second season? You've got to think it's going to be around then. I mean, second season at this point is unconfirmed uh, to be starting in October, so that's fourth quarter 2011. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they wanted to get the game out in time for that, or at least around the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but Telltale has announced, or at least promised, that they'll reveal more information at uh, Comic-Con in San Diego in July. So there's a bit of time before then, but there should be lots of good good info at that point. 
Um, Kirkman apparently has signed a multi-year, multi-title agreement with Tell Telltale. So that's crazy talk. That is crazy talk. It can mean one of two things. Telltale is uh, known for their episodic video games. For example, Back to the Future, which they put out back uh, in December, the first episode. They're releasing five different sort of mini Back to the Future games that you know played as a whole create one big game. So right. with with Kirkman signing a multi-year or multi-title agreement. That could be multiple Walking Dead games, multiple Walking Dead chapters or episodes, or maybe even some of the other properties that Kirkman owns, like Invincible, uh, could see their way to a video game Super console dinosaur. near you. Super Dinosaur? Is it Super Dinosaur? I don't know. <laughs> Is that something else he does? I don't know that one. Anyway. I used to read Invincible, though, so I know that pretty well. But uh, yeah. sounds like a lot of Kirkman stuff will be making its way to video games in the future, potentially. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Now, Dave, yeah. do you know anything about Telltale games? Have you played any of them in recent years? So they have, not that I'm aware of. I don't think I have either. Uh, Back to the Future I mentioned, but they also did, you know, Tales from Monkey Island and uh, oh, a couple others. But I, yeah, I, I haven't. I haven't really played any of them. I was thinking of picking up the Back Back to the Future one now just to try it out. I'm kind of a big yeah. fan of the movie, so. Um, the reason I ask is because apparently the game will not use Telltale's regular point-and-click format. Ouch. What happened? <laughs> Sorry, I just opened the Telltale Games website, and it was very, very loud. Oh. <laughs> well, I didn't hear it. <laughs> But yeah, they're probably playing video trailers or something like that. Uh, uh, okay. So, anyways, um, point and click format. Uh, you know, not having played the games, I'm not 100 percent sure what that means, but I can only assume it's you know, click where you want to go or click on what you want to interact with. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, it reminds me of the uh, the old school adventure games. Uh, I've jeez, I haven't played any of those in so long. Yeah, I don't even know. But anyways, it's pretty exciting. Apparently, they're also going to bring back uh, King's Quest, if you remember. Speaking of old school adventure games. Are they the ones who work, are working on the official, unofficial sequel? I, th I think so. I think they announced it at the same event as the uh, Walking Dead one. That's an oh, old wow. Sierra Online game, right? Which I played yeah. years ago. Um, but that'll be fun if they bring that back. Yes. <laughs> it sure will. I concur. Jake Rodkin, um, designer and the director of the game for Telltale, said, There's 200 million games out there where you shoot or decapitate zombies. We're interested... I love them all. Yeah, we love them all. He says, We're interested in something different. For every zombie bite, there's probably four or five terrible things that people are doing purely to screw with other people. It's that character interaction that we're excited about. So that's sort of in line with you know, everything that The Walking Dead stands for, that the zombies are kind of just the setting and the backdrop, mm -hmm. whereas the storyline is primarily focused on the character and characters and their interpersonal, uh, you know, relationships. So sounds well, like they're going to carry that over for the game. It's cool that they that they're sort of setting it in the universe, right? I mean, there's a whole there's a whole planet Earth out there mm -hmm. within The Walking Dead world where this has happened. So it's exciting to see that they're going to sort of stay in the spirit of the book. 
but it doesn't sound like they're going to be sort of your Rick and you have to find your family or anything like that. Yeah, I, the, um, I have another quote here from Sean Vanneman, who is the game's lead designer and writer, and he was asked about the alignment with the graphic novels, and all he had to say was, what we do in the game needs to live in harmony with what already exists. So, There you go. Yeah, it's, this is not going to be... I think he was actually directly asked if, if the game will follow the comic storyline. You know, Rick wakes up and you've got to find your family and you stay alive. Shame. That's right. From the comics. <laughs> you play Shane. And again, it might be a short game. So I think we're going to see completely new characters just built into the uh, the Walking Dead universe. And maybe they yep. maybe they interact with some of the other existing characters, but it won't be focused on them. Maybe the first episode will be from the Vato's perspective. Hey, you never know. You never know. Uh, I think they're they're thinking it's more going to be in harmony with the comic than the TV show, but they're probably yes. going to blend elements of both. I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised either. But it's exciting. Are, is this a game you're going to get and play when it comes out? Do you think? I'll be honest with you. I am. I feel trepidation, trepidatious mm-hmm. about it, but. Uh, I mean, I've been proven wrong. To tell you the truth, I just I scoffed when I first saw that there was a, a island trailer. A dead island trailer? Yeah, you're going to be too busy playing that, no doubt. Oh. <laughs> yeah, if it doesn't tear my heart out and destroy my soul. Yes, for anyone that hasn't seen it, the Dead Island uh, short film, I choose to call it instead of a video game trailer, I I is is out there. It was released last week, and it It is was, one of the best zombie short films you will ever see. It was. It was really, really spectacular. Let's hope <laughs> that that game... Well, you know what? The, the, as amazing as the trailer was, it doesn't show us anything about the game whatsoever. So the game does though. If you if you read some of the interviews, it does. I sorry, I don't mean to get us off topic here, but what they we're showcasing there in the trailer was a lot of what they're going to be doing in the game. Okay, but you don't get any information about gameplay or style or whatever. All all you see is 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 a cutscene basically. <laughs> right, but again, if you. I've read the interviews uh, and some of the articles. They're showing you there's not guns in the game. There's not going to be guns in the game. I don't think there's going to be many guns in the game at any rate. Uh, everything that you do will have to be found objects like a fire axe or a knife. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, there's multiple levels of damage. And uh, it, the concept is good. It's exciting. So we'll see what they do with it. Well, I I think so. I just you know as I just think as amazing as that trailer was, uh, you know, there's still a lot of questions about this game out there, and apparently it's been in development for a long time. So well, that's who knows. But uh, back on topic. Yeah, back on topic. Robert Kirkman, speaking to IGN, had one more thing to say about the game. He said, "It is at an early stage, and we're in the process of mapping it out now." It's definitely within the comic book world, just like the uh, just like the novel series, which is something else that's coming out soon. Uh, and it's definitely episodic. So I think that's pretty much all of the information we have about the video game at this time. I look forward to the day that we see Ed O'Neill in the Walking Dead TV show. <laughs> uh, Ed I, O'Neill. I, it's sort of inevitable at this point. 
Okay, well, you you should start an online campaign to get Ed O'Neill into the Walking Dead TV show, and maybe he can voice a character in the game. Who knows? Well, I mean, you do recall that Robert Kirkman wanted Ed O'Neill to play every character in the game. Oh, that's right. He did say that early on, didn't he? Yeah. Well, you know, maybe they'll do a crossover with uh, Modern Family, and uh, who knows? I don't know what they could do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, the next news item we have here is also in that interview with IGN, Robert Kirkman had a few things to say about season number two. Yay! He has been working on season two with Glenn Mazzara uh, for about a week now, he says. And, of course, we reported last week that Glenn Mazzara was hired as the uh, primary writer and basically number two man to um, Frank Darabont. So Kirkman's been working with him. And he is Frank Darabont's number two. Yes, he is. If you're going to be anybody's number two, Frank Darabont's a pretty good dude. Yep. <laughs> um, at, Kirkman asked whether season two will continue veering away from the comic storyline, said, for the most part, it will be circling back around. But like the entirety of the first season, there will always be divergences from the comic story to keep people on their toes. And one more thing is that he will indeed be writing another episode of season two. So that's exciting for him and for us. It is. Um, Now, I think it's kind of cool that he said, for the most part, it will be circling around a bit. So to me, that means that they're probably going to move directly to the the, uh, events from the comic. For example, Herschel's Farm or mm-hmm. the or the uh, short time they spent at that uh, gated community where they um, tried to Wilshire Estates was in. it Wilshire Estates yeah uh, which will be fun I mean I've always thought they need to find a balance on the show of um, of uh, comic book stuff to new stuff and mm-hmm. it's it, I think it might be tricky to find that balance so it'll be nice to see a few of these things being written into the show and and uh, you know as it moves forward. Well, I think with a with a proper full season, they'll have more opportunity to sort of flex their their muscles in that direction. Yeah, for that sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, f- season one was all about introducing people and setting things up, and just you know, just getting to a getting people together and stuff like that, right? Yeah. I so, mean, they had to be hyper focused about what they were doing and where they were going to take it because they only had six episodes to show everything they needed to show yeah yeah for sure i mean you're right they can slow things down a little bit now and uh and you know or pack more in well pack more in but amc is not known for packing in content they're known for telling slower uh stories that draw out a little bit uh you know as we talked about earlier you don't watch the mad men but it's definitely a, a a show that's told sort of over time and in a slow manner, and so is Breaking Bad. Deliberately paced. Deliberately paced. That's exactly how uh, I would put it. <laughs> or maybe how you would put it. <laughs> that is exactly how I put it. <laughs> there you go. So um, that's cool. I'm just excited that we'll be seeing some of the stuff that we're more familiar with from the comic book. Yes. Uh, the Walking Dead was nominated for lots of awards in a variety of different categories, and we have deservedly been, so. Yeah, deservedly so. We've been trying to keep up on some of those, and uh, you know, follow the wins and the losses and so on. And I'm happy this week to report a win. Uh, the Walking Dead won for an, an Ace Award, an American Cinema Editors Award for episode one. The award went to Hunter Via, the editor. 
And uh, the category was Best Edited One-Hour Series for Commercial Television. You know what I think is awesome? What do you think is awesome? I think it is awesome that people like this get awards for their work. Yeah, most of the time nobody hears about it, but they do. Mm -hmm. They do definitely get awards. There are so many people that put shows like this together, that put movies together, that put you know these TV shows, everything, that put all these together. Um, like even award shows. Award shows have directors. Award shows have editors. And there are these troops of people that put these shows together, and it's good to know that there are people whose hard work is getting recognized, even though you might not know them if you pass them on the street. Yeah, for like, sure. Well, there goes Glenn Mazzara. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't recognize that guy in the street, but he no. has he plays one of the most important roles in bringing this show to to the to your screen, right? And again, the the editing is so important because if it's badly done, you know it. It's just like sound design. If the sound is crap, you know it. Yes, and when it's really well done, you don't notice it. That's the other thing. Right. Editing and sound design and stuff like that. And even directing you know when it's yeah. really well done you tend not to notice these things because the story is just presented to you in such a accessible way right like still to this day the uh i still stand behind this the very first resident evil movie i thought the sound in that movie was spectacular that is a good movie i like that movie a fair bit but then the second movie they used all this licensed music which was terrible it was a terrible choice <laughs> Was the yes. second was it the second one or the third one where it was shot in Toronto and uh, they used all a lot of, them of... oh really were they all shot here pretty sure they're all shot in Toronto oh, okay I, I'm not they used sure. the uh, the Embridge Hall down at the CNE and they used the City Hall here yeah a lot of recognizable locations if you're a Torontonian in that movie which was kind of fun yeah. for us but um... it was fun Kick Ass too they did that oh yeah Kick Ass too. That was all about it. And of course, seeing the Zanzibar and the Hulk, that was hilarious. <laughs> a place that you have frequented on once or... I have never been, nor <laughs> have I ever had a stake there. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, did you see um, Scott Pilgrim? Because that movie, no. not only does it was it shot here, but it takes place in Toronto. And it's all, all the characters are Canadian, so... No, but there's this wonderful designer by the name of Alice Few who has a poster featured in one of those scenes. Oh yeah, that is I you're right. You're she's right. she's an amazing artist. If you get a chance to check out AliceFew.com, P H I E U. <laughs> get your plug in. <laughs> Alice, I mean, Alice is just I a, like her work. Yeah, I think totally. She's I agree with you. She's just a an old friend of ours who does really, really great great art posters for bands and stuff like that, right? Not a cleaning lady. <laughs> nope. Uh I don't think so. um that's cool uh so yeah the comp yeah the competition in the uh in the best edited one hour series for commercial television category was friday night lights glee and breaking bad and you know as much as okay i can't say i dislike glee but i don't really watch it very much it is on in my house a fair bit wife yes i do have a wife and she enjoys the glee and so i end up seeing it a little bit um and I, I got to admit, the editing in that is very, very good. There's a lot of big song and dance numbers. And yeah. uh, they, you know, I imagine they can't be easy to cut together. You know, it's like mm-hmm. doing a music video three times or four times every episode, plus yeah. everything else. So yeah. uh, the editing there is pretty good. And Breaking Bad is my second favorite show on TV. And and I would would have loved to see it win, too. But hey, 
Uh, the Walking Dead, Hunter Via, for days gone by, is the winner, and I am perfectly satisfied with that result. Congratulations, Hunter. Yes, sir. Uh, we'll have more award uh, award news to talk about next week on the podcast. I think there's another win that happened just uh, just today or yesterday. So we'll actually, you forgot uh, another award. Uh, the Walking Dead has won uh, the Talking Dead Podcast Award for being the best TV show that this podcast was named after. You're right. It's the best TV show that we talk about on this podcast. Yep. <laughs> and so, uh, I'm going to have a T-shirt printed up that says that, and I'll send it to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> some some random person yeah why not here you go buddy there's a name out of a phone book <laughs> in ireland <laughs> sure all right our final item on the list of news this week is another story that we've reported on in the past but we have a follow-up to do and that is that almost all of the walking dead cast will be at Palais Fest or Pally Fest. We haven't figured out Pally how to... Fest? Yeah, Pally Fest. We haven't really figured out how to pronounce that yet. Uh, but Somebody call the zombie line. Yeah, tell some... You say it. By all means, somebody call in and tell us how the hell you pronounce that because we're, it sounds like we might be talking about it a little more. Uh, the Walking Dead panel is opening night, which is Friday, March 4th at 7 p.m. The moderator we now know is Mike Schneider, the L.A. Bureau Chief from TV Guide Magazine. That's a cool title. He sounds important. He does. And the the L.A. Bureau Chief. You want to be a Bureau Chief? A Bureau Chief. That's even better. See? (laughs) That's a good title. I'm the captain of a table. (laughs) On the panel will be Frank Darabont, Gail Ann Hurd, who's an executive producer, Robert Kirkman, you know who he is, and then we've got Andrew Lincoln, Sarah Wayne Callies, John Bernthal, Lori Holden, Jeffrey DeMunn, Stephen Yun, and Emma Bell. So most of the principal cast right there. Yep. Uh, Emma Bell, of course, is no longer with us, but she'll have lots to say about her zombie transformation, I am sure. Oh, I'm sad for Amy. (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? Even though I thought she was going to survive the first season of the show, it was kind of awesome to see her get eaten, wasn't it? Oh, that was good. I can't wait for that to come out on Blu-ray. Oh, yeah, and that's only next week, right? It's only next week, I think. March 8th? uh, The 8th? Okay, a couple of weeks yet. It's very exciting. You and Jason are going to get the Blu-ray editions. I am not, of course, because I do not have a Blu-ray player. Uh, So if there's anything extra on the Blu-ray, you guys need to report on that and tell me what it's like. We will, and we will discuss it. (laughs) And probably try to convince me to buy a Blu-ray player. I will not try to convince you to buy a Blu-ray player. All right. Well, you know what? I've already paid for The Walking Dead once, and I'm about to pay for it again when it comes out on DVD. So they certainly have my See, money. Now, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. I'm about to convince you to get a Blu-ray player. <laughs> okay. You can't. You. Can't. It's so hard to go back to DVDs. And I'm telling you this as a friend. <laughs> well, If see, you love to look at things, you need to look at them on Blu-ray. Uh, I have already looked at The Walking Dead in iTunes HD format now. Yeah. Admittedly, that's not, nowhere close to the bitrate of Blu-ray. I do admit that. Yeah. But I have at least seen it in a frame size that can be mm. called HD. Yes. <laughs> um, and I have seen Blu-ray at your house and at Jason's house and a variety of places. And I do admit that it generally looks awesome. 
but yeah. I still am not convinced that I want to start buying media, hard copy media, on another new format that I don't think is going to be around for that long. Right, but I mean, for Blu-rays now, you can expect to pay what you used to pay for DVDs. I also haven't bought a DVD in about a year. Right. DVDs suck. Blu-rays are better. But <laughs> did I did I ever play my Twenty Eight Days Later comparison DVD to Blu-ray? No, but I've heard you talk about it. I know. I always I always talk about that, but it's a good example. What I do is I set up uh, the DVD of Twenty Eight Days Later and the Blu-ray of Twenty Eight Days Later, and I flip back and forth at at one particular scene, and you can tell the difference. It's night and day. So. I'm going to have to do this for you. I'm sorry, Chris. No, I understand. I, I would, I'm actually I'm... going to have to do, do this to you. <laughs> you're going to inflict it on me, are you? I'm going to inflict it upon you because now you're going to be watching every single DVD and every single standard resolution and saying to yourself, ah, man. And then you have to pick up a PS3. Yeah, that's also not going to happen. So, uh, Well, I'm happy to see the comparison, but... I just don't buy physical media anymore. That's that's the main reason. But you just said that you're buying The Walking Dead on DVD. I, I'm making an exception for The Walking Dead. All right. That's all. All right. Um, if anyone happens to be at Pallyfest, I think that's another pronunciation, and you're going to be at the panel, by all means, send us an email or give us a call and let us know what happens, what's talked about. We would love to get a field report from the festival on the Walking Dead panel. So if you're going to be there, uh, send us a note, talkingdeadpodcast at gmail.com. Palais Fest. Palais Fest. I think that's what Jason came up with last time. (laughs) I don't know. I have no idea. And that is going to do it for this episode of The Talking Dead. It was number 40. It was very exciting. We are hopefully going to be around for many multiples of 40 more. But it all really depends on how long the TV show goes. So yeah. so that's the main thing. Um, if uh, you want to contact the show, please send emails to talkingdeadpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash talkingdead or on Facebook, facebook.com slash thetalkingdead. Finally, we would love it if you send in, uh, if you call the voicemail line and send in your comments that way. It is toll free. You can dial. Toll free. Completely free. You can dial 1 866 483 ZOMB. That is 1 866 483 9662. Something occurred to me on the way home today because we haven't been getting a lot of calls lately. And that Tell is, me about this. Yeah, it occurred to me that now that the show, the TV show, is off the air. Uh, for the summer, it, people might not be listening to the podcast sort of as urgently as they were before, or at least not uh, not as quickly when it's released, which is completely right. understandable. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it means that if you listen to an episode from a few weeks or maybe even months ago, and a thought pops into your head, or you want to make a comment, but you figure, oh, that was so long ago, they're, they've moved on by now, uh, please, please, Send it in or, or call the line and let us know. You know, we, we want to hear everything, old or That's new. Right. That's right, because we're all over 30, so that means we dwell on stuff a lot. <laughs> we dwell on stuff a lot. We want to hear what you have to say no matter what. So even if you think you're way behind or out of date, 
please don't let it stop you from calling or emailing or contacting us in any way. We definitely uh, love the listeners and we want to hear from you no matter what. Just before we go, let's remind people, Dave, where they can find your new webcomic stranger. My new webcomic stranger, uh, my new hashtag zombie, hashtag webcomic stranger <laughs> can be found uh, reiner.com. There's a tab on there called stranger, and that is where the complete pages will be shown. And also on Facebook, uh, I do not have a vanity URL because not enough people like it yet. So get in there, like it if you do, or just lie. Okay. I won't judge you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can probably search for a stranger on there and you'll see the webcomic. And that's where I'm posting all the supporting material, all the initial sketches and et cetera, et cetera. So uh, tell me what you think. Let me know. Yeah, there'll definitely be a link or a couple of links in the show notes for this program. So I get if- a lot of active feedback from Fisty LaRue, actually. <laughs> you do, eh? I'm, I'm not even joking. So all right. Fisty, thank you for uh, retwatting and... For your liking. Retwatting sounds just like something Fisty LaRue might do. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I was as I was saying, there will be links in the show notes for this episode of the podcast. So if you can't show find it. Show notes, links. If, live in large now. If you can't find Stranger on Facebook for whatever reason, go to TalkingDeadPodcast.com and click on the links that you find there. It should be uh, very, very straightforward. Otherwise... Yes. Dave, thanks for coming on. Thank and you for having me. I we, was happy to do it with you. We will. <laughs> awesome. This is the first time we've done it, man. <laughs> well, not really. You've been on before. Oh, booze. I just had a drink of water. Really. <laughs> uh, we'll have to have you on again sometime so we can do it Anytime. again. And uh, that that is that. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week. Jason will return. He, he'll make his triumphant return, and we will bring you all the latest Walking Dead news and conversation. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next time. Happy birthday, J. Miles. <laughs>